Welcome to the Headache 360 Podcast, a place to listen and learn about the diagnosis and treatment of chronic headache and migraine pain, because information can be the best medicine. Hi, and welcome to the Headache 360 Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Adam Lowenstein. And as we've uh, discussed many times before on this podcast, my goal here is to try and get some expertise from uh, specialists who patients with chronic headaches and migraines will often see uh, during the course of their care. And today we have a really great special guest. Um, uh, Kelly Lott is a, uh, she's a massage therapist with a specialty in migraine, which is really, uh, really interesting to me. She has a very specific manner in which she uh, treats migraines, and uh, she's the owner of uh, the Migraine Miracle, and uh, she's got an awesome website at uh, www.migrainemiracle.com, which I think you'll be more interested in going uh, to shortly after you hear all about her. So, uh, Kelly, thanks very much for joining me. Thank you so much for inviting me to your show. Um, you want to talk a little bit about maybe your history and how you, how, when you got into massage and, and, and how you got to where you are? Absolutely. Uh, About 1990, I went to the Chicago School of Massage and became a certified massage therapist. And my husband got a job out here in Dallas, so we did move from Chicago to Dallas. Are you from Chicago? No, actually from California. Really? Uh, Yes, uh, Huntington Beach area, uh, Newport Beach. And uh, so it was quite a change going to Chicago uh, from Huntington Beach. Uh, (laughs) I learned what a real winter was Yeah. uh, with that. But then we moved to Texas uh, for my husband's job, and I started over with my practice. And at that time, um, my certification and specialty was with pregnancy massage. So I became certified in pregnancy and also infant massage. And I also became a doula, so I helped ladies uh, give birth. So that was my practice for several years. Uh, And then we moved from Dallas to Fort Worth uh, for another job for my husband to do. And I started to teach massage. So I would teach massage all over the country in the pregnancy and infant massage uh, with that. Got Um, it. So and, that was and my you, beginning. So you went from the Chicago winter to the Texas summer. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I can handle the heat a little bit more than the snow. All right. I'm, I'm exactly the opposite. The heat drives, <laughs> me, drives me crazy. So I went to I went to the University of Wisconsin and uh, oh. spent some time in Ma- Madison. And we used to go to Chicago to warm up. So, um, all right. So you started out with uh, pregnancy massage. And, uh, and then how did you evolve to to working with migraines? Well, this was in about 2006, and right after my mother passed, uh, I was watching a TV show, uh, I'd say about two days after she passed, and I felt her so strongly, and I was looking at an interview with an esthetician that was in Dallas, and she commented that there were so many of her clients that would ask for something really cold that they were getting a migraine, and did she have anything really cold that she could put on their heads? 
and mm-hmm. all she had was the eye gel packs and yeah. she'd put it on there and they would say it's not cold enough it doesn't stay cold enough long enough and I just remember uh, talking with my husband about it and I said you know I wonder if cold marble stones would help because uh, marble is so cold you can make ice cream on it and I've been there, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. I've been there and, too much, actually. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't like ice cream? So, uh, I, you know, I just, it was an idea that came to me, and it just never left me. And there are cold marble stones out there, but I thought I would really like to have them in very specific shapes for the specific areas that people suffer with the migraines on it. So from there, I just decided to get into research, and I spent over a year interviewing migrainers, as I call them, and spending time with them and asking them where their pain comes, why do they feel like they get the pain where they do and when, what their triggers are. So I looked into it for the marble stones, and I had to find a stonemaker that would make them in in very specific shapes, like for your occiput, that seemed to be the number one place where people wanted the cold, Uh like they would grab a frozen bag of peas or, or corn or something and yep. put it back there uh, or an ice pack, but it still didn't stay cold enough. So um, my dad actually helped me draw the shapes of the stones that I wanted at the sinuses and right. also for ocular migraines. People would have migraines uh, coming through the eyeballs, uh, their temples, the back of the head. So I found somebody that made me very specific and I wanted it raw marble, not polished, because that way the cold uh, will go into the core of the stone and that's why it stays colder longer. Oh, okay. And what I found was the right temperature for the marble stones needs to be at 36 degrees. At 36 degrees, that's what gets a hold of the blood vessels calms them down and then the blood can start to drain naturally from the head and it takes away that terrible pounding pressure so okay so you so you saw these the, this cold therapy and then you kind of honed it and developed it uh, a little more yourself can can you describe like how you do a uh, one of these specialized massages and what what what's involved It'd be just besides, I mean, you have cold stones uh, there, but where do you put them, and and you know what's what's the sequence of events? Okay, well, the stones are really the fifty percent of the treatment. The other, uh, I would say, twenty five percent is a very specific aromatherapy. And what I found hmm. in my research is the top four reasons why people trigger with migraines come from food allergies, environmental agitation stress, number one, and hormone imbalance. Now there's 300, as I understand it, over 300 documented reasons why people get headaches, but I knew I could not make 300 blends. So I found a master aromatherapist and I asked him to make me four blends for the food, environment, stress, and hormones. But it had to be uh, effective but subtle because so many migrainers are very afraid of smells because it can be yeah, a very strong. quick, very strong odor with that and trigger you. So I worked on that in inside this year also with my master aromatherapist. And also what 
my migrainers would tell me is that it was a muscular part aspect of the migraine too, that if they started getting tension in their neck and shoulders, and if they had just enough stress, they knew that migraine was coming. So mm-hmm. as a massage therapist, that's a part of what I do is I, you know, relieve muscle tension. So I thought that's muscle tension, then is the neurological end for the aromatherapy and the vascular end with the stones. So uh, what I would do is, uh, let's say a migrainer would come over to my office and I would have them breathe from each blend one at a time. Hmm. And the one that they lean into, the one that brings them comfort, the one that they like, tells me that that is their trigger. Let's just say it was food and they had uh, maybe a bunch of cheese and had some red wine and they get, get the migraine. When you gravitate towards, let's say, the food blend, then your body is telling you, okay, I don't like this. Maybe I'm allergic to dairy and maybe it was the tannins in the red wine and I'm starting to get this migraine. So the ones that they lean into, their body and their brain is saying, oh, yes, I need this to help balance me. And that's what aromatherapy does is that it balances the brain. Okay. And, your, and the, your nose, that your sense of smell is the strongest sense we have. So it would be immediately within a, a few seconds that this is the right blend for you to, to have. Or your body will say, oh, no, I don't like that blend. And your body will say, no, you don't need that. So that's what I would do. I figure that out first, and then I apply the aromatherapy to their, their pulse points, their temples, the sinuses, the carotid, their wrists, you know, uh, pulse points. Mm-hmm. And they just start breathing it in, and within seconds, you can see them calming down. It's amazing. Okay. So that's the first part of it. And then what I would do is I would stretch them, because what I don't want to do is do a lot of massage that would bring more blood to the head. That's the last thing they need. That I would stretch them because they would say to me, Kelly, can you please just pull my head off? You know, and yeah. I would say I would love to, but I can't do that. But I would stretch. <laughs> I would stretch them. I would do these deep stretches so they would feel like I'm really giving them the space in their brain and in their neck. So I would do very uh, specific pressure points. So not massage where I'm bringing more blood into it, but I would put those pressure points, what we were talking about, where the stones go, that's mm-hmm. where I would press with my fingertips. Okay. So you do that, then you add the aromatherapy so they're breathing and calming, and at the very end of the treatment, then I start putting the stones on, like their forehead, their eyes, the ocular stones, the sinuses, uh, their temples, so I can stop that heartbeat. They tell me they can feel their heartbeat in their temples, every heartbeat. And then I slide in the large half moon stones right there at the occiput, the back, you know, where the, the skull meets the neck. Right. And you slide that in there, and those are big, thick stones. And at 36 degrees, oh, immediately within seconds, it's calming the blood vessels and the nerves. And within a few short minutes, they're a whole lot happier. <laughs> so so then you leave them like that for a period of time? Yeah, I would do with some specific moves with the stones, like stretch their neck with it. Mm-hmm. And I would use my temple round stones and I compress right into 
the top of the skull uh, where the suture line is and press really hard into that, which they love because they feel like their brain is going to explode at the top. So I do that with my stones and I do that into their traps, the trapezius and into mm. their neck, uh, just one side of the uh, carotid. So I do that and then I put them back into an ice bath. I have an ice bath, 50% ice, 50% cold water, and it keeps the stones a perfect oh, nice. 35 degrees. So I put them back in there to refreeze and then I reapply and put the stones behind their neck and I put an ice cold washcloth that I put in the ice bath and I put it over their forehead and eyes and then I leave them for like 10 to 15 minutes so that they can, I call it, they have a reboot nap. So they they let go. So um, people call you when they have a migraine and say, yeah. okay, uh, you know, I need a treatment now. Like you're, you're on call all the time? Well, y- yes, in a way, but I train many massage therapists all over the country to do it. But what uh-huh. you want, they, you, they need to call their therapist when the symptoms are coming before they're in the so migraine. So that aura phase. Exactly. Right. We it. call it the prodrome, the aura phase. And they all know what that is. They know what all the symptoms are. And they get on the phone. And then the therapist, we try very hard to get them in that day. Because if we wait, forget it. They're going to have it by tonight. Yeah. Um, so before they're what I call in the dark side, before they go to the dark side. <laughs> so I have to tell you what what really gets me so interested in what you do. And frankly, you know, I, I have migraines. I love getting massages. I've I've if I could figure out how to have somebody pull my head off, I yes. certainly would. But yes. as I tell people, you know, if that kind of thing happens, a lot of paperwork that has to be done. A so lot of legal problems. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so um, but. Uh, what I when I came across your your information, it's really interesting to me that you're putting stones directly over the same nerves that I deal with uh, in surgery. So, mm-hmm. in you know in the occipital area of the greater and third occipital nerves, um, in the area above the eye, you have the superorbital yes. supratrochlear nerves just to the side of the eye. You have the zygomaticotemporal nerves, and in the temple area, just kind of in front of the top of the ear, you have the auricular temporal nerves. And just like you say, people are complaining of, you know, feeling thumping with their heartbeat. Mm -hmm. In each of these areas, uh, we have blood vessels that cross those nerves as well. And so what I do when I'm doing surgery um, is I go down and I actually cut those blood vessels because they're small blood vessels and they're not necessary like the aorta or the carotid they're just right. blood vessels that happen to to be there and um and so but the the heartbeat being transmitted through those blood vessels pushes on those nerves and yes. you know gives and that's what we're finding the the that are causing these headaches and so um i just i thought it was really interesting that you've kind of independently come up with a way to, um, you know, on a more temporary basis than what we do. I mean, we, we surgery should be a, a permanent thing, right. um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a much more invasive um, uh, situation than, than, a, uh, than a massage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, as you say, your, your cold is causing constriction of the blood vessels because when when you know everybody knows that when you go out in Chicago in the winter and you're 
toes and, and your fingers turn white, what's happening is you're getting this constriction of, of the blood vessels in your extremities and there's not enough blood flow right. there. In this case, your, your cold stones are causing the blood vessels around around these nerves and actually probably some you know decreasing the inflammation of the muscles in, yes. in the area as well right yes and so same you know when we do when i do surgery i make a kind of trough through those muscles um so the nerve can lie in a, in a more relaxed state um mm-hmm. and you are just relaxing the muscles yes. uh in, in a similar fashion so i think it's i just think it's really interesting that you kind of independently came up with something that that we do in in in, in surgery uh, again in a, in a more permanent but more invasive uh, uh, way and again it's it's outpatient surgery so it's not like it's heart surgery but mm-hmm. nonetheless it's it's a surgical procedure um, t- so when you come up with this like yes. how, how do you how do you do this for the first time like what's the <laughs> jump to to uh, say hey I have an idea um, I, I want to Try this on you. Well, that's a good question. I had a lot of migrainers that would come to me, and I would practice on them. And I would get their feedback, because they're the ones who are going to know, is it cold enough? Does this help? And I started getting some very good results. I mean, within minutes, their headache was gone. And then after we figured out what their triggers are and they started to avoid the triggers, then the migraines don't come right back. So then we would have like a maintenance uh, program. So I did that for quite a while. And when I felt very uh, comfortable with it that this really was helping, I contacted the AMTA, which is the American Massage Therapy Association, and each state has their own chapter. And I wrote a prospectus to all of them to tell them about my, and I called it cold stone therapy for migraine headaches. And I put it out there to Doesn't see. Doesn't roll off the tongue quite like Migraine Miracle. No, it didn't. But I thought, I was <laughs> like, they said, what is that? So, I, of course, the therapy word was going to work with the massage. So I put it out there, and the first one to respond to me was AMTA Kentucky. And they said, yes, I, we love this idea. Will you come to the conference? So I got set up. This was the first time I taught this particular treatment to massage therapists and went out there. And that's when I learned that I needed to ask how many people were coming, how many students were coming, <laughs> because I was prepared for maybe 30. Well, I got 62 students. So oh I had gosh. double the amount. So that told me that people are interested in headaches and how to help with that. And I also found out that at least 40% of my massage therapists personally had migraines. So mm-hmm. they were coming a lot, even just for them, much it's less amazing learning. how many people have migraines. You oh, don't know I, until you start I looking. I did not know. One in six suffer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like 60 million people go to the doctor of it, and that doesn't even include people that don't go to the doctor. Uh, they right. just privately suffer. So uh, what happened was... Um, Everybody had to share with the, with the stones and everything. Hmm. So I was very nervous, but I had an assistant that came, and her name was Krista. And she came with me, and she had a migraine. She was working on a terrible migraine, and she was supposed to assist me. And I said, well, no, I think I'm going to put you on the table, and we're going to do the treatment on you. So it made me very nervous because, you know, what if it didn't work? And I have 60 people staring at me. So uh, it did. It was started to work immediately. You could just see her calming. 
and her we got the color back in her face and she after I, I worked on her maybe 45 minutes and people were watching and asking questions and when she sat up she had the biggest smile on her face and yeah, she started to yes yeah, she started to cry and I and I asked her why and she said you don't understand I've had a headache I've had a migraine or a headache for 15 years and it's gone yeah. And I, I was near tears. I just, that, that was a, so amazing. Uh, she got it from um, uh, a bike accident, a mountain bike accident. Oh, yeah. And fell mm-hmm. on a boulder, and she'd had a migraine for 15 years. Now, as far as I know, it's been since uh, 2010, I think. She has not had a migraine since. And she keeps her aromatherapy with her. She keeps her stones with her and she, at all times, like in an ice uh, cooler. And she even went on a uh, cruise, took it with her on her cruise. Huh. So when she starts to get that prodrome phase, she applies yes. these things to herself. Exactly. Interesting. Exactly. Interesting. So, yeah. When you have, when I have patients who come in after surgery who, you know, ha- have gone from just being basically in bed all the time and, yes. and afraid to do anything to now touring the state with their kid at their softball or soccer right. or whatever, you know, right. I mean, it's the best, right? You get yes. these smiles and people are crying and, you, you know, yeah, it's, you got their life it's, back. T- yeah, exactly. This is the, this is the, my favorite part of, of my job. So I'm sure Me it's the favorite part of yours, right? Me too. So, um, okay. So then you, you start, you taught 60 people and yes. then now you're, Teaching more? Oh, yes. I got very popular uh, with the (laughs) AMTAs, and I have taught at over 20 of them. And, in fact, I was uh, invited to the national one where all the states come in, and I taught to over 100 people, and they cut me off. There was was people that were standing room. They were in the back and standing room just to be able to Hmm. observe it. It got very popular. So I have been teaching it since, oh, say I created it in 06, and I've been teaching, I'd say, probably since 07. And I teach it everywhere that I am invited. I go to spa conferences, trade shows, massage conferences, uh, massage schools, uh, anybody and everybody. I, I just went to New York at the Omega Institute there mm-hmm. and taught it there. And um, like I say, anybody that invites me, I love to talk about it. It's just, it's a natural way to try to avoid them, but I can help you cut it off at the pass. It does not cure them. I would love to say that, but it doesn't. But once you figure out what your triggers are and you can avoid it with the aromatherapy within seconds and then keep your stones in your refrigerator, which is a perfect 35 degrees, and you can just lay down on the floor or on the bed or on a cushion, and you can put the stones on your body. Anywhere that you hurt, that's where you put the stones. So you don't have to have a massage therapist do it for you. It's more fun when you have a (laughs) massage therapist that would do it, and you can just lay on the table. But what if it's like Sunday, you know, at 3 in the morning or something, you just you grab your stones and lay down and lay them on your body and put it in an ice bath, and you can cut it off. That's uh, that's fantastic. And I, you know, again, having if you think of what I do as classic Western medicine, and I don't, I think massage is kind of Western medicine, but also has some. Um, it's a kind of, it's, there's there's an Eastern influence yes. to it as well, and and yes. some non-conventional stuff. And again, the the meeting of these two. 
types, ways of thinking in just, I, I, I think what you're doing is fantastic. And I, I understand Thank why you. it works from a, from a medical standpoint. And I, I think it's, um, infrequent in, in because I think a lot of the stuff, um, that, that, you know, I was just talking to somebody about date piercing for migraines mm-hmm. and, um, you know, some, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yes. And frankly, I don't exactly know why it works. Uh, but if it works, that's great. I, you know, anything that works, I think is, is, uh, good as long as it's generally healthy. Um, but this is really interesting because I think I, I understand why this is so beneficial to, to so many people. So Well it's completely um, debilitating. I, you you lose your your life. You know, you can't go out, you can't go to the kids' soccer game. If something's gonna be too bright, too loud, uh, you know, going to a concert. Um, yeah, I, well I can tell you that yeah. I so I've I've had migraine since I was a kid and I did my general surgery residency with a migraine most of the five years and you know when you have and your head is pounding 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 oh. and um you know the phone rings because you have to do a liver transplant <laughs> um you know you can't say i can't i'm not going to do that i've i've got a headache uh you know it, it's it, it just say miserable 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 uh situations and um well, migraineers yeah, are the strongest people I know. I, the the kind of pain that they have, and they keep going. You know, yeah. you've got lives, you've got uh, husbands and childrens and dogs and jobs, and you know, you have to keep going. But if they bend over, they feel like their eyeballs are going to shoot out their head. You know, yep. with the pressure, and that's Didn't the same thing have. with massage therapists. When they have a migraine, it's very hard to give when you are in that kind of pain. Oh yeah, and, fi- and doing something so physical. So yes. and a lot of time you're stressing right those muscles that are, you know, the the your the the stabilizing muscles of your neck, your uh, spinous capitis, and and your trapezius and all that kind of stuff. And yes. to do a massage, right? And oh, that's yes. squeezing right on oh. the greater occipital nerve, and it's just making everything that much worse. So a- another um, aspect that where this has really helped is people with trigeminal pain. Hmm. And yeah. I have, because they crave that cold, and I think they're told a lot to use the heat, which I think is the exact opposite. You need to calm those nerves down. Decrease inflammation. Exactly. And that yeah. pain, that terrible pain, the sinus pain, especially at, I'll speak for Texas, like April, May, and June, people suffer terrible <laughs> yeah. with environmental uh, headaches with that, and the trigeminal nerve gets activated. And the stones are fabulous. I've had them go to sleep with them. They just slide them in there in between I the pillow bet, and that. Yeah. So That's... if anybody suffers with that, that can really help. Well, I, again, I, I, I think that's awesome what you're, what you're doing. Aside from uh, checking out migrainemiracle.com, um, uh, you, you have a Facebook or social media I do. spots I do that have, people should I, go to? Yes, please. I'm Facebook, Migraine Miracle is on there. And I have on my website under testimonials, page after page after page. And if you get a chance to look at some of those, and uh, pardon the pun, the miraculous things that have happened with them and letting go of the headaches, because headaches, when, when you are a sufferer at that, you hang on to them because you don't know life without it. And sometimes it can freak them out when the headache is gone because they don't even know how to do life without it. And I have some wonderful stories of people that have suffered and now don't. It's really interesting, actually, because I have have videos of of the same 
uh, kind of thing on, on my website. Yes. And it's uh, the identification of, you know, yeah, I, I, my story is like that story. And I think that alone is very comforting to people in pain because, you know, you're not alone. No. And things, you know, th- there are things, not everything works for everybody. No. But, um, no. You know, there. That's and that's why, kind of one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast in order so people can find different uh, modalities that uh, that can help them. But I would say, uh, this again, I don't. It's it's not a cure, but it's a mm-hmm. I, it's a avoiding. I think it's a really great mm-hmm. thing that uh, that can help a lot of people. So, okay. uh, Kelly, thank, thank you. you so much for uh, for spending some time talking with us. Oh, and um, thank you for inviting me. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Lowenstein once again, and I have two last things to ask of you. Firstly, the thing you can do for fellow headache sufferers is to please remember to subscribe and rate our podcast. The more ratings and subscriptions that we get, the more visibility that we'll get, and the more listeners will be able to find us, and the more help and information we'll be able to provide the huge population of people who suffer from headache pain. Secondly, please remember that the treatment of headaches of all types is very individualized. The purpose of this podcast is not to give medical advice, so please use the information here on this podcast and elsewhere that you hear on the internet to broaden your knowledge, but consult with your physician before acting on any information that you hear on podcasts or see on YouTube or read anywhere on the internet. I, as a physician, don't necessarily endorse the opinions or practices of my guests, and if you have particular questions that you'd like to consult with me directly about, please call our Headache Surgery Center. Our phone number is 805 969-9004, or you can email us at info at headachesurgery.com, and my staff will set up a consultation, and we can discuss your specific case over the phone or in person. Our website is filled with information as well, and that is headachesurgery.com. Thanks and best wishes from all of us here at the Headache 360 Podcast.